Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let Me Just Say This. This is episode three. I said this in the other episodes. If you haven't watched season one, go ahead and run it the fuck back because I'm back here with the gang plus Taki. Hi. Say hi, Taki. Hello, everyone. <laughs> do, do you guys want to say hi? Oh, hi. It's Ashley here in person. Last time she was virtual. Yes, you can actually hear my so clear <laughs> voice. <laughs> Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you already know who I am. No. <laughs> the sexy ass what? voice. Yeah, it's me, Austin. Why, why you gonna get up on the mic like that? Just because I need them to hear me. I need them to feel the vibes that I'm on. Yeah, <laughs> this is a very. You just went down a whole other octave. <laughs> this episode is gonna be a little bit of a raw episode because um, I really don't care about cleaning it up. So if you hear some background noise, it's Ashley's dog. Fuck it you. is what it is. <laughs> Shout out to the friends. Now, listen, Blue. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> As she goes to uh, do that. So today's episode, we have, when I'm with my friends, we talk about friendship. Last time we had a very lovey-dovey conversation about dating and friendship, which that clip will go up eventually, I promise. But. Lies. Probably, it'll probably be a bonus episode to this episode because it makes more sense. Okay. Now. Today's episode, I want to get into the bad parts of things because friendships are. Somebody give me like a, a friendships are like coaster. yeah, <laughs> friendships are like a roller coaster. Like you have your highs and your lows, and just like any other relationship, you have to nurture them. And sometimes you can be a bad friend just because you're not good in relationships. So yeah, we're gonna talk about that today because I have a story to tell. Well, not for me, but. That was from somebody else. No names will be named on today. So yeah. So wait, are we using different names? <laughs> if you want to, but I hate no, when people do that because I can't name, follow yeah. along. Okay. You okay. gotta remember that Tanya is Tanya and Jeff is Jeff. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who they really are. <laughs> okay, so what really like uh, spurred this thought for me was a conversation I had with my best friend about a mutual friend who just she is in a relationship. Oh my god, I hope she don't listen to this. <laughs> She's going to. I love you. I'm telling you right now. If you're listening, I love you. But you inspired me. <laughs> so yeah, she's in a relationship. The relationship is a little bit toxic, so she's always complaining. And she always complains to my friend. And my best friend is basically just like, I'm tired of hearing about it. Like, I'm tired of you coming to me. And it's always the same shit. Like at some point, when it's gonna give? Now, the thing about it is we all have that thing. I was saying earlier that like we all have that one person, that one thing we're always complaining about. But if it's mutual, like if you can go to each other and vent, that's different than if the only time I hear from you is when you wanna complain about your nigga or your, your, your boyfriend or whatever. So I just wanna discuss, first of all, how do y'all feel? Like, what type of friend do you think you are when your friend comes to you complaining or needing to vent about something? And at what point do you draw the line at, I don't feel equipped to handle this or I don't want to at all anymore? Like, when do you say, laissez fair, like, stop telling me about it? I feel like I'm always gonna be a friend that's like gonna give you a listening ear. But at some point, I'm gonna check the fuck out. I don't know what point that's gonna be, but like, at some point, if you keep like, I can do this. I'm gonna be coughing on. The, okay, anyway, yeah. the Lord. But at God. some point, if you keep if you keep like regurgitating the same like situations over and over, can't nobody help but to check out. Like, especially if you're not doing anything to change the situation, because then I feel like I'm just you know. At, at some point, you're just gonna be screaming okay. to the wind because I'm really just listening and not really giving feedback no more because what's the point of giving feedback if you're not going to do nothing about it? You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like I'm, I definitely will like listen and I will try to put my own, like my own experience, my own input on it based on what I've experienced or try to see, you know, and if they're a good friend, like I'll try to see how they would approach the subject typically. But exactly like you said, like at some point, I'm going to realize you're not listening to me. And at that point, I can just be like, okay, okay. I'm going to get put in a category. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yes, you, you're my best friend. I'm going to be here for you always. But there is going to be a limit to, obviously, you're not treating me with the same respect of being my best friend because you're not listening to any of the advice I give you. 
So yeah, you can sit here and vent, and vent, and vent. But if you're not going to take any of the advice that I try and give you, or at least try and work towards a solution, then what am I here for? Mm-hmm. Go see a therapist. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's a segue. But go ahead, Jay. I don't know. I, just, I feel like I'm on the opposite side of things just because of some of my past experiences um, that I have had. And I mean, I get it. Like, you know, there's only so much you can say to a situation. But at the same time, like me being on the opposite side of that, like I just sometimes like I don't need that advice. You know, I don't need a tactic to handle it. I just need somebody to listen to me. So, you know, like people, you got people that want to fix things. But at some point in time, it's like you, you got to let that person fix it, because if they don't want to fix it, they're not going to fix it. They don't want to deal, you know, in the relationship or whatever the case may be. They're not going to end the relationship. But just having that listening ear like they know what they're going through. They know the BS that they're in, that they know what they can put up with, what they can handle. That's why they're still in that situation. I mean, and if they don't know, they're figuring it out. So I literally go to my friends just to like have a listening ear for someone to hear me because I don't want to hold that in all the time, you know? But then I also try to be that for my friends. So would you preface it then? Like when it comes to situations or you expect that like all the time. Yeah, would you would you talk like, would you go vent to somebody and be like, "Hey, I, I need know. you to listen," yeah. or "Hey, I need some advice." Yeah, I like I, if I feel like if like because I agree, I have been in situations like that where it's just like I want to vent, I don't want the advice, I don't need your feedback, whatever. So I understand that, but like I would preface it like, "Hey, I got a situation going on. You're my best friend. I just need a like a listening ear right now." Like, don't give me advice. Yeah, I feel like with me, I always mm-hmm. like vent and then I answer a lot of my own questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that point, I don't preface it, but I feel like just I need somebody to listen to me talk through what I'm going through. And I normally answer a lot of the questions that I'm feeling mm-hmm. as I talk through it. Okay. And that's my side of things, you well, know, but sense. everybody's not like that. Yeah. So... Well, did you have something? Well, I was gonna say like I was in, I was, I know I was personally in a really, really toxic, really bad uh, situation a couple of years ago. And I think I went to Ashley and I went to, I think I even went to you. I had gone to multiple people. And like, I know in that situation, my reasons why I was staying in that relationship. And I know the like certain things that were happening and like that I was allowing to happen to me into that relationship. But a lot of it is I just needed to hear myself say it, like Jay was saying, like I needed to put it out there for me to understand like, hey, da 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 And I mean, I know I didn't say the worst of what was going on. I didn't mention any of like the really bad things, but sometimes it is like just putting it, hearing yourself say it aloud. Cause I wouldn't really repeat the same things. I know like sometimes with people in toxic relationships, it's just always the same thing. Oh, he does this. Oh, he does this. Oh, she does that. But it is at the end of the day, like hearing yourself say it instead of internalizing it really can help. Mm-hmm. But I also was aware at the same time, like this is taxing on my friends. Yeah. And I think at some point, if you're receiving that information from someone in a situation in a toxic in a toxic relationship or who's having all these problems or constantly complaining like Mm -hmm. at some point they need to realize because if they're your friend as they as if they're as true as a friend as they say they are they're gonna know how it's gonna be affecting you yeah yeah it's kind of like a double-edged sword really Mm -hmm. because it's like you know like if you're putting your you're trying to put yourself in like both both perspectives you know you want to be that person that wants to be the friend that wants to be there but then you you know you're constantly hearing about the same shit over and over again that you've been advising your friends certain things on like what to do what not to do they don't follow through with it but then when they withhold the information now you're upset and it's like well why didn't you talk to me and then it's like well now i just shot myself in the foot because i was just complaining about you know how 
she's venting a little too much about the same situation. So, because venting and not venting is just as bad. And I'm I've done both, where I've vented yeah. too much and then I've not talked about my own things enough. It can both be bad for a friendship. Um. Okay. Let me just say this. <laughs> um. I understand both sides of it. I have a different perspective a little bit only because I feel like I, and I, I said this and I said it all the time that I'm always like growing and learning. So a lot of the things that I say to my friends are things that I also say for myself. Um, a lot of the time I recognize that my friend needs to get it off. They need that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for certain situations, I know the type of person, the personality that I have. I'm a fixer. So I had to learn to be the person someone can vent to. Like, it doesn't come naturally to me. If you want a solution, you can come to me. If you want to, if you need somebody to ride for you, you want to go egg that nigga house, you can call me because <laughs> I'll be there for you. But over a certain amount of time of hearing the same thing, I personally know that I will become resentful towards that person. That's where, where I'm going with it. Like, yes, it's more... That's my my kind of segue into your friends are not your therapist. If something is way too heavy, like having friends who are going through domestic violence, for example, and I got to hear about the shit that is going on in your house and I really can't do nothing about it. I can't be the friend you vent to. I need you to go to therapy. Like I need you to, to vent to somebody who is actually going to help you and equip to help you work through whatever issues and trauma that you have that is keeping you in a bad situation. However, I will never turn anybody away. I just ask for common courtesy because I try my best when I'm gonna, when I know I need to get it off to first ask about them. Like I try my best to be like, okay, before I spew all my shit, how are you today? Like, are you doing okay? you need anything like I try to do that first so that way I can do a check-in with them and if they're not okay then I won't do it if they're like yeah I'm good what's up then I'll be like okay I have to talk about something Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and just knowing who to talk to because some shit is just too heavy for some some people like we're in the same situation we can relate but sometimes it's a little bit too heavy because I'm actually going through it as well like I need you to talk to somebody that's happy (laughs) (laughs) you can't come to me because I'm sad too so I think not everybody can afford therapy. Therapy is a luxury, but if you can get therapy, go to therapy and talk to a therapist because your friends are not your therapist. They're here to support you emotionally, but they can't harbor all your shit and your baggage. Especially if you have a friend like me who really wants, who will take that shit on and really carry it with them too. So that's just how I feel about it. I think that's where we're different because I can be very um, unbiased to the situation. Like I've had a lot of friends that have been in situations, especially female friends with men, Mm. and they come to me and they vent, and it's just like, okay, what do you want to do? Because at the end of the day, like it's all about what they want to do or what they're going to do. And me having a like me having hatred towards the person that they're with isn't going to make the situation any better. Um, because now you're adding another layer of like feelings and stress on your friend because now it's like, okay, well now I can't bring them around each other. Now I don't feel like I can go to her and really talk to her. No, don't bring, no, don't bring him over here because I'm going to smack the hell out of him. Like, no. (laughs) I get that. But at the same time, like people go through their trials and tribulations and that person might be the person for them. But in that moment, they're going through their personal things and she just needs to talk to somebody about it. That's not him and she relied on you and now you have this resentment towards him and then they go and get married and it's like oh I'm not going to stand beside you at your wedding like you know just say this once again I have an example of that as well I have someone that I two people that are very close to me one of them is is married and 
the other person does not like their husband, did not want them to get married, like adamantly did not like it enough that they didn't go to the wedding. Okay. Did not go to the wedding mm. because they knew that that person was in a situation that wasn't favorable and was tired of hearing about the shit. But like I said, both of them were also in similar situations. Mm -hmm. So when you give it to somebody who already has some resentment, the response sometimes is amplified if they've been through it before or they see which, that. Which is valid. I mean, I feel like, you know, sometimes you're going to react the way that you do when you hear certain things. It's like a trigger. Lie. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it's, it's a trigger. You know, we, we've been, we all, I feel like we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there, but I'm saying like Beware. certain things. <laughs> Reacting to a situation that you've been through a little bit more with angst because it's like PTSD for you is a trigger. It absolutely is. I've seen plenty of friends of mine or like, you know, acquaintances. Thank <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they're not I feel like because I'm really good at like compartmentalizing sometimes. I feel like I am too. <clears throat> In which, but I don't think it's a good thing though also. Because sometimes I'll I'll take whatever my friend is going through and I'm like, okay, well, let me just tuck this away and not even like deal with it emotionally in my well, mind. Well, let me just say that's not compartmentalizing per se. That's boundaries. And that's something I had to learn yeah, that's true. through therapy on my own is compartmentalizing is more of taking things that are stressful and kind of breaking them down being like, okay i'm gonna deal with this later i'm gonna deal with this later you're setting boundaries with your friends and your friends that respect your boundaries especially if you're like stating clearly your boundaries like hey i'm not gonna be comfortable talking about this whether or not you have a reason is up to you but the about not compartmentalizing it rather setting these boundaries like hey i can you can come to me about this hey this is something we can talk about but having those healthy ones where it's like, this is something beyond my scope of being able to help you as a friend before it's going to start affecting me negatively, Which mentally. goes back to the whole, you know, maybe you need to look into therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Go to therapy, everybody. <laughs> it's it's lovely. It's great over here. Advocating for therapy. It is great over here. I miss here. my therapist. I love my therapist. She helped one. me a lot. I will also say... And not that I feel this from any, any of you guys or any of my friends at all, mm. but sometimes it's easier to talk to somebody who I, I know like is paid to be there because they're not going to judge me. Yeah. Some things I don't want to, well, I'm transparent. So almost everything that I go through, if it's something on my mind or an experience, you guys know about it. Mm -hmm. You might find out at different times. Yeah. But you know about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some people or some topics or things can be like embarrassing or difficult to talk about with my friends because I feel like ashamed or like I said, embarrassed or dumb or whatever. And I don't want to like share that out of fear of judgment. And granted, if your friends are, if you fear that your friends are going to judge you, they probably shouldn't be your friend. However, I can recognize how some people probably feel that way and will hold on to shit and not say the real shit that they're going through. And if you go to therapy, they're paid to be there. Mm -hmm. but, but you can kind of like, I guess that kind of segues into how do you feel about leveling your friends? What do you mean? Meaning like, this is a certain person that I can go to and talk about this. This is a certain person yeah. that I can talk to go to and talk about this. Like, are you... But I mean, it's just open question. Like, how how do you feel about leveling your friends? Or you feel like if I'm calling this person my best friend, then that means they got to know everything and anything. And they know like the other person knows. I'm glad you brought that up because certain things I don't think my friends need to know. Mm -hmm. So back to the whole relationship thing. Granted, where I'm at now, anything that happens, you're probably going to know about. Mm -hmm. But say if me and this guy are in a serious relationship, Things that happen between us, unless it's super heavy, like like issues wise, I probably won't tell you. Mm -hmm. And I that's intentional only because I know if I'm telling you, I'm probably ready to go. Like if I'm telling you, I'm ready to go. If I don't tell you, it's because I'm gonna stay with him anyway. I don't have no time to be out here tainting the view of the people who I can move on because I am emotionally attached to this person. So I can move on but y'all can't. Mm -hmm. So certain things, if you beefed up with your man all the time, don't tell your family. Mm -hmm. 
If you're not gonna leave, just be beefed up unless in private. Nice well, that's what I would. Yeah, I unless was it's something where you like. Unless if you are going through domestic abuse, please tell your family. Yes, well, tell your yeah. family. But odds are they know. But even then, like I know so many people right now who are in that situation who are not ready to leave. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to go, you reach out. But it is it's still emotionally draining to see somebody go back to a situation like that. They're not ready to leave, but I got to hear every time this nigga go up beside your head. I don't well, like that. But I will say like, I was that situation yeah. I was talking about earlier, like- Which we didn't know until after. But that's, that's exactly my point. Like I didn't bring up anything to any of my friends. I didn't bring it up to my family. I didn't bring it up to my friends till after because I knew that shit was heavy. And I know at the time, like the friends that I had surrounded myself with, like they were not going to be equipped to handle that. A lot of them were mutuals with him as well. So I didnn't feel, it was also a shame thing coming from that, coming from that perspective, like knowing like, Hey, I know I don't deserve this. I know this isn't what I should be, what I should be dealing with, but I'm here for these reasons. I know what those reasons are. I'm trying to stick it out, blah, blah, blah. It's just as damaging to not bring it up. But at the same time, it would have been awful to air all that shit out while so there with him. And going back to him. Or still staying with him. Because yeah. I know, I know for a fact if I had told you Oh, I would have came through that door. I would have came through that door. I would've walked down. Right. Ski mask. I would have had a shot. Not even a fucking ski mask because he he could have seen my face. I let him see my face. But I would have came through that door. Right. But I will like, so that's why I'm like, you know, I kind of see both ends of it, which is why at this point I'm kind of like the friend who like go to, but I'm also because of my experiences, I'm going to be like, this is what you got to do. You need to get out of there. Da, 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 da. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. That's what back to her point. Like mm. there are certain people you can go to mm-hmm. about certain things. And that's the beauty of friendship is that not every friend is the same. Yeah. So we like, talked about that. This is going to be the, uh, okay, I'm affirming now. It will be the bonus episode. <laughs> we did talk about having different friends for different things. Yes. But not on the same level. But that's, what, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're leveling your friends. I, yeah. but, but see, like the that conversation, that opens up a conversation of, people getting their feelings hurt because I mean, I, I, I will be that person to admit it. I was that friend back in the day who was like FOMO. Like if you're not telling me something about my other friend, like we're all best friends in the same circle and that girl knows what you're going through and you didn't tell me like, I'm gonna feel some type of way. I was that person now, you know, being older, having different group of friends in different places because I have different aspects of my life. I understand why certain friends know certain things, but I can still call them my best friends. You know, I got my friends back at home. I have my military friends, you guys, and Damn. you guys. Are- <laughs> 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 we got the real friends. Oh no, yeah, I know, you right? Guys- we were we were second round draft Milit- pick. Oh my god, <laughs> they are my y'all are we're my best friends. friends. Okay, got it. <sighs> they are my best friends. Let me just reiterate. Contractually, um, yeah. This one's getting out this year, so I guess we end in our friendship at the end of the year. Since y'all want to fucking say get out and actually. just be living my life, so I'll be the civilian friend that you can have FOMO with for real. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are are really my best friends. I mean, I say military because you know that I, that's where I met y'all. I met y'all from the fucking military. Mm-hmm. Point blank, that's how it is. But in all honesty, like. I will tell you guys certain things that I don't tell my friends back at home mm-hmm. and vice versa. I will tell them something because they knew something of my past that y'all might not know or yeah. might not have full like knowledge on. So that's what I meant by leveling your friends, your friendships and all that mm-hmm. earlier. Well, I think that's why you really have to know your mm-hmm. friends yeah. as well, though, because yeah. sometimes I can deliver the same. If I'm giving a friend advice, I can't be as blunt with certain friends as I am with some other friends. Cause you gotta realize sometimes when you like, your delivery is everything. Mm-hmm. When you when you, especially when you're talking to your friends or family, anybody that you have a close relationship with anyway. Because sometimes you don't know if you're like chipping away at that person's like self-esteem by telling them certain things or giving them certain advice. 
Or like that could be like the final blow to somebody's character. Or if you're coming like, off character. as condescending too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you really have to know your friends when you're like giving them advice. I have like so I have a question. Where is that line, right? Because I was going no, I was going to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you remember the first therapist? Yes. She was very like, okay, I see that you, you know kind of made the decision yourself that you're going to do this, that, or the third. Like, I'm just going to help you through it, right? And I feel in a sense, I needed somebody to be like, girl, what the fuck is you doing? You know what I'm saying? So like, where is that line of like, really being like that friend that's like, look, this is what it is. Like, you need to listen to what it is. Listen to what you're going through. And where... Like, how do you figure that out? Like, when to be that, like, nurturing friend and when to be that, like, I'm going to slap the fuck out of you yeah, friend. I'm not the person to ask. Yeah, that's I feel like I'm too Like, I can be that person. And I guess it goes back to what Austin was saying. You kind of really need to know who your friend is. Like, I know you. I know there are certain ways that I need to talk to you because of how you are. But I know that one. And I'm like... Bitch, you fucking up. This is this is what you're doing wrong. X, Y, and Z. Sorry, you know, like you gotta just yeah. And that and Hanaya too, like because she's <laughs> blunt. You have to be blunt with her. Yeah. But then yeah. because she can be very transparent, there's also times where you need to know where you gotta be nurturing with her. It's also dependent on the situation. It's a lot. Of yeah, it's dependent on the it. situation. I think if your friend, if it's like a first instance, say for example, I came to you. And I'm talking about this guy and I'm really into him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you see things, you can say, like you did. <laughs> you can say, pay attention to this. Yeah. But if it's two, three weeks down the line, a month down the line, and I'm just talking about the same things, at that point, you gotta put your foot down, like, hey, listen, you're actually better than this shit. Like, you actually could be doing better. And you over here dealing with this, you need to snap out of it, but also understand who you're talking to. I'm not going to say that to anybody who I know don't have the mental fortitude to snap out of shit. Mm -hmm. If I know that you're weak in the knees and soft body, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be nice. What you going to tell them? (laughs) Stand up. (laughs) Stand up right now. Stand up. No, literally, if if I know that's what it is, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm here for you. How can I help you? How can I be here for you? Because I know you're weak in the knees. Ain't nothing I'm gonna say gonna change. But I feel like also friends that you have to constantly like be nurturing towards or be like, okay, I'm gonna hold your hand. Coddling, thank you. Those- It's a thin line. It's a a thin line, but I feel like those friends that, and this could be just me, it's a maturity thing and it's also, it's tiring. Mm -hmm. Like I recently had a friend that I had to, that I definitely coddled and half of it is she is younger. I'm not going to pretend like I'm old. I'm the youngest in the room right now. Mm-hmm. And I know I <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, but I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to say like but like I know I have maturing to do, but even so like I can still see that other people have maturing to do as well. at a younger cuz everyone does and different to different degrees, but there's a lot of maturity that has to be there. And you have to kind of see that with your friends, like, hey, they're not mature enough to be able to take me telling them this is fucked up and you can't do this anymore. I swear. Yeah, I mean, I was saying nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I think more of what my question was, was when you have that nurturing friend, that friend that you know needs to be nurtured, but it's the same thing going on and on and on. When do you start? When when is those? Yeah, when is it okay to really like give it to them? Like, all right. When it becomes like, genuinely self destructive. Yeah, because like I, I said, everybody's learning. How are they going to receive that though? That's yeah, not your that's problem. problem. That's, that's not, that's not, not your problem. And, and like like Naya said, it's dependent on the situation. Like you know, with the whole talking to somebody and dating or whatever, you might not want to come off abrasive in the beginning. But if the shit keeps happening later on down the road, you know four or five months, whatever, then that's when you got to like put your foot down. But you just gotta look, you got to look at the situation. So like, is there like a specific But I'm saying situation like, that- especially when it comes to relationships, and I feel like that's the one thing, like we have fit familial things. So that's the one thing everybody's constantly looking for, like a partner, love, whatever. So that's, mm-hmm. we are all at some point 
stupid behind somebody. So I can get that we're learning. That we're learning. Don't look so at me. Even, <laughs> so even, if you're, even if you're stuck on stupid for somebody, I don't necessarily feel like that's the time that I need to put my foot down. Like, oh no, you stop fucking with them because da 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 da. Not unless it has been this like reoccurring pattern that is like actually holding you the fuck back. Because everybody has to learn their lesson. I was telling my little sister, my little sister's 16. She wants to fuck her. She's 16? Yeah. She lives older than 16. Good for her. Shout out to the uh, hormones in the chicken. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's 16. She has a little boyfriend. And he wants to go in the Air Force. And she said, I'm going to just follow him and go where he go. Oh, and as no, much no. as I could tell her, like, no, you need to do this. And da, 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 da. It doesn't matter. She has to learn her lesson. So I'm going to mm-hmm. let her ass go out there and slip and fall. Yep. That's the same thing with my sister. My sister, my sister is 22 years old and she's in a relationship right now. And there are some things that I know that she's not going to be as open with discussion. Because she, she knows how I am as an older sister. I will come get him. Yeah. But... You know, there are some things that I'm not really liking in their relationship right now, but I gotta let her, you know. You have to let people learn from the things that they are going through. So, before my son came and rudely interrupted, I was saying sometimes you have to let people learn. So, if somebody's, if my friend is venting to me, and this is a new situation for her, I know this is something, or him, this is something, or they. Anyway, this is something that (laughs) is new and they're learning then I don't feel the need to put my foot down because I'm like, it doesn't matter. Once you learn, you'll understand. And that's how I felt about myself because people would tell me things and I would be like, nah, 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 nah. Until I went through it mm-hmm. and now I get it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, if, I, if I'm going through it again and somebody's like, ah, ah, you doing that, that shit again? I'm like, you know what? You're right. Because I've already learned my lesson. I may have laughed, but I learned my lesson. But you got to learn it first. So, But it is kind of hard like as a friend to like, have personally learned those lessons and whether they were hard, whether they were easy, whether it was quick, whether it was a long time that it took for you to learn them. Like, I feel like sometimes it can be hard to like watch someone, especially if you're a really good friend with them, best friend, et cetera. Like it's hard to watch them go through that growth period yeah. sometimes. I mean, but I mean, like, at the end of the day, like you said, like everyone has to go through their, their growth at, yeah. at their own pace and, you know, on their own timings. And like, like my friends, like if you're coming to me and venting to me, depending on who you are and where you're at, I can see that. But mm-hmm. also, if I know that it is particularly touchy, mm-hmm. I've learned not to be so stern. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I'll be like, Fuck yeah, no. that nigga. <laughs> no, literally, I'll be like, hell no, nah, hell no, nah, hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. I don't know how many times I've been on the phone with her, and she'd be like, hell no, Jay. Hell no, no. Because <laughs> certain things, I'd be like, mm-mm, because we all hear it. Like, like for me, for example, Jay, we were having, I was kind of having a conversation with Jay, and Jay said, uh-uh, stop making excuses for him. She do it to me all the time. And I do it to her all the time and I had to eat it. I was like, you know what? (laughs) You're right. It it sucks me when, you know, you get kind of like the mirror put in front of you. Like, wait a minute. Look. Look at what you're doing. We We learn from each other, yeah. Yeah, but we do. We do. And, And I think that's what you need to allow that room in the friendship to learn and grow from each other. Whether you like it or not. Because there are going to be those moments where like, you got to sit yeah. back and eat it. <laughs> I learned so much shit from y'all. Last year, I learned so much from y'all because that was my first year being a real life adult. What did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> y'all, why are they laughing? Like, I'm posing a serious question here. Like, I'm like, what, 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 did you learn? Learn? what did you learn? Okay. I'm going to go from, from each of y'all. Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, no. Lord, save me. I'm going to start with you. You taught me my first lesson. Oh, damn. Ashley taught me that you have to have people around you. You can't sit at home and be in the house and not have friends. Mm -hmm. You have to have friends. It is important to have a support system and a tribe outside of Maybe your significant other or your family. Mm-hmm. You have to have a social life. 
Ashley is the reason why I started having a social life. What? She, y'all, she is literally the reason why all of us know each other. No, literally, <laughs> she used to she used so to drag me out of my house. Oh, we're going to go down. Naya, first of all, let me just say, Naya was the one who would fucking complain when I would invite her over my house, and she'd be like, "I don't know these people. Why are you inviting me?" <laughs> Why are you taking me here? And now we're all I don't. And now look at her. She's friends with right. all of them. She's the reason why Making I, I charcuterie have boards charcuterie boards and, and, <laughs> and tacos Tuesday and having a good time. Literally, I mean that's, that's how we met. Yeah. So I'm saying that's what you taught me mm-hmm. to nurture my friends, to have friends. <laughs> Ashley taught me that. Jay taught me, <laughs> Jay, Jay has taught me so much, actually. Jay has, I think, probably taught me the fucking most. Everybody here. I believe it. <laughs> yep. Jay, I think that you have taught me to be honest with myself. We have a lot of conversations about things. And I feel like we have a lot of parallels in a lot of ways. And we have a lot of things that are different about each other, uh, each other that we learn from each other. But when I'm, when I talk to you, I have to be like, I can be candid about everybody else and sometimes be a little bit night, not naive, but a little bit, not as realistic as what I'm going through. Delusion? Not When we talk, it's like you ask me questions that make me think about how I'm actually moving. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy for me, like looking at other people, to be like, "Yeah, one plus one is two, and two plus two is whatever, and this is fucked up." <laughs> but when you bring it back to me, like, "Okay, well, you said this, and now look at you doing that." Oh, girl, that girl got memory. And now I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I gotta be real with myself." You remember every little single detail. You're just like, "I gotta you said be real." Three fifty nine p.m. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, that's a, that's the greatest. When it comes to us having to reflect and having to look back at our mistakes, you're really good with pinpointing yep. certain things that I we need to look back I, on. I care about y'all, so <laughs> when we have these conversations and you're saying like, "Oh, I want to change this," or "I, you know, I don't want to go through this again," or I just feel like a reflection or a reminder of like, "Okay, remember where you were. Remember this conversation that yeah. we had about you wanting to be different." Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I bring a different perspective when it comes to a lot of things because I've been through a lot. So I really try to make people think outside of their box about the situation and bring a different perspective into the situation. Because if you bring a different perspective, you'll be able to handle it differently than you have before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the reason why, you know, I ask the questions and I get people thinking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Taki, Taki, I didn't see Taki too much last year. <laughs> but let yeah. me just say this, Taki. Taki, you taught me understanding. Because there was a point in time, and I'm going to be very, very honest with you. There was a point in time where I did feel away because you withdrew from us. Especially around the time when us, they know, like, I was like, yo, we got to stick together. Because Ashley left, and I was like, I'm about to leave, and I don't want this that that Ashley's like curated for us to die off mm-hmm. because y'all is it y'all it, it. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt a way <laughs> and I I remember talking to you like hey if you don't if you're going stuff you don't have to be alone like reaching out to you and you taught me that I have to be like okay people are going to make their own decisions about not only what they want to do, but also who they want to be around and when and what capacity they have for friendship. You didn't owe us friendship. You didn't owe us going out. You didn't owe us spending time. Will we have liked it? Yes, absolutely. But you didn't owe it to me. So I'm like, okay, I got to understand. If Taki wants to, to do what Taki wants to do and she doesn't want to hang with the gang, that's fine. I can't be mad at her. Even though I'm like, sometimes still I'm like, you want to come? <sighs> you know you're not going to come. <laughs> no, yeah. And that was actually, you brought up how Jay was helping you see other perspectives. And Jay and I actually had a conversation about it, about the whole situation. And 
Jay made me like reflect on it. And I was like, yeah, I did. And it was never like, it was never because it was y'all. It was never because it was y'all. I was in my own head. I had my own shit going on. And that was not like we were talking about earlier. That wasn't something that I wanted to put on Mm y'all. And I appreciate that you were so understanding or that like you could be more understanding, be understanding of it at all because I saw it from when, after, especially after Jane, I had that conversation. Like I saw it from y'all's perspective, where it was like she just disappeared and she didn't want to do anything. And I was like, and I appreciate at the at, at the very least, I appreciate the fact that like y'all were still like it's fine, like or not that it's fine, but that we had to give you some grace is what we grace. had to do we had to because that you handle your business yeah because sometimes when you're going through stuff you need to be alone to go through and it. like i know i personally i don't i tend to like like you said withdraw and go very much into myself <laughs> and so i appreciate the understanding that y'all allowed me for a very long time <laughs> for a very long time because like I just wasn't in a place mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all that good stuff to be around in the capacity that I had been. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. I mean, even on my side, even when I was here, it was like pulling teeth. No, and that's <laughs> just how talky I, I had to understand the capacity of y'all's friendship. Mm-hmm. Because y'all's friendship isn't the same as mm-hmm. ours. It was much you. deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at times where I'm like, well, Ashley's not here, and that's why Taki's not here. I was but half around when she was at here. The end yeah. Of the day, <laughs> this is you're closer to her than you are with us, and especially when you're going through things. If you're if, if the closest friend that you have with you is there, and you're and then now you can start being around because you have like you feel comfortable or more supported or whatever. Then I'm like, okay, I can understand. What was also for me, I was like especially when when all three all five of us were starting to like be around more i saw like y'all three hit it off and i know for me personally like i it takes me a minute or it takes a minute for me to like be like oh like this is who i am with people and so i was in a level like uncomfortable because i was like well they have like their friend group and i don't want to like encroach on that in a way but that's not like that's not anything to say like y'all weren't welcoming because you more than were Mm-hmm. But it was my me again in my own head, which is not y'all's fault. <laughs> but I appreciate like that y'all were at least understanding of that and gave me that grace to be like, this is just talkies. Like she's just yeah. a fucking hermit. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, my baby boo, my turn up partner, my <laughs> shot o'clock partner. When I tell you what thing, my God today, my God today, <laughs> we don't have a time. We don't have a time. What you, did you learn from me, though? <laughs> yeah, she didn't learn how to take three shots back. <laughs> the Lord got her. Austin, you hold a very special place in my heart. I don't think you understand. Austin taught me vulnerability in a different kind of way. Because Austin, you, you guys probably don't know, but a lot of the time when it's just me and Austin, me and Austin be having these conversations and we just be like borderline about to cry like and I'll be like Austin don't roll your eyes don't roll your eyes he's being nice he knows this shit Austin taught me there's like this like you can be vulnerable to the max about what you're going through and People will still be there for you. People will still understand you. You don't have to be afraid. And when you have that, when you share that level of vulnerability, it hits different when you have deep conversations about real shit that you're going through. Because it's hard to have a deep conversation with somebody who isn't open or who isn't vulnerable or who doesn't show like that soft, like like that, that, that crab, that inner crab. Mm-hmm. Delicious. That soft shell? It's very hard to do that. And I feel like last year we shared some great moments and you just saw me like, bro. Especially with as a guy friend too. Because I don't have a lot of guy friends. And there's like this stigma, especially with black men, that they can't be emotionally like emotional. And I guess there's like also stigma, like if you are gay or whatever, then you're more so. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's also not true because it's a, it's just about how you, um, 
have you learned to deal with your emotions and your feelings? So I think that you really taught me that, like, damn, we're going to cry together. And it's going to be a great time, actually. <laughs> it's going to be great for us. Yeah. We lickled yeah. up. But yeah. It's yeah. 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 That's yeah. what y'all taught me. Different things from my tribe. I love y'all. Over <laughs> here trying to make it, you know, we were trying to originally try to make it a know. bad side of She said, this is not going to be a lovey-dovey. It'll be a lovey-dovey episode. She lied. Since, but since I asked the last question, child, I can ask another one. Oh, so this is a, this one is a little more difficult to, um, I guess, to answer. Is this his round robin? Like, or is this solely so, Zanaya? This is to everybody. <laughs> so what challenges what challenges you in your friendships? Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll go first. Okay. And what I mean by that is for me, like, the thing that I find the most difficult in my friendship sometimes is when I, like, it's is when I have an issue with a friend or if something is bothering me, sometimes it's hard for me to like voice it because I'm like, how are they gonna receive this? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to, how, how can I put them in my shoes? Like, how can I make them understand that this is how I feel about what you did or this is how I feel about this situation or what happened? A lot of times that should be hard for me to do because I'm like, are they gonna be weird about it or like are they going to think like I'm harboring feelings about this thing that's bothering me or so a lot of times that should be difficult for me to discuss and I just want to know do you guys have is like do you guys feel similarly or like do you guys have like certain things that are that challenge you in your friendships like in a similar way yeah I mean <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get my thoughts together not all at once well, <laughs> well while you gather your yeah, thoughts while I gather my thoughts I would say on a broader scope like my, my I would say my weakness weakness or like lacking in terms of like my friendship capabilities is communication like I wasn't open, openly communicating with y'all about the things I was dealing with to any extent, really, I just kind of was like gone. And that temporarily negatively, like a friend, but negatively affected like our friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other like aspects of it. Like I have a very hard time, like what you said, like being firm with, with friends or like express or like expressing like this is what needs to go on because I'm too scared of losing that person as a friend. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I think that's what it is for me is like, I have like really bad abandonment issues. So sometimes I'm like, I love a friend so much where it's like, if I tell you this, am I going to lose you as a friend? Like, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't like losing friends. That shit is like, it's not fun. No, it's no, not. It's not. Like it's me and me I and Jay went through a friendship breakup. <laughs> Let her just hey, say this. No, I did together. That's how we met. Oh. Mm. Oh, oh that. see, we we took it totally different. <laughs> I ain't give a fuck. I know, but, ain't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like y'all are probably the most amount of friends I've had in my entire life. You oh, know, like at one time, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like in high school, I was like the floater. So, like, um, I had a lot of guy friends, but I didn't have a lot of female friends. You know, I had my one best friend at the time, and I had a few other friends. Um, but for the most part, like I wasn't really in with all the it girl groups and stuff like that. I just felt like females were drama, you know, mm-hmm. I had a lot of like stigmas about having female friends. So I didn't have a lot of female, like this is probably the most amount of female friends I've ever had, like at one time. <laughs> so, you know, I still have my like, you know, good friends. We talk every now and then. I think for me is keeping up with them. Like now that we all have our own lives and that we're all, you know, in different parts of the world and it's just, you know, reminding myself to reach out because we can go months. <laughs> he was like, he want to get in on this conversation too. Like he's been quiet this whole time. Like we go months, sometimes years without speaking. And I feel like that's a downfall for me. You know, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And it, I shouldn't be like that. I'm like that with my family too, though. So, I mean, I feel like it kind of stems off. Like, it was just me, my mom, and my, me, my mom, my dad, and my brother growing up. 
for the most part. Um, so I wasn't around a whole lot of family. I didn't keep up with a whole lot of family. So then it kind of like correlated into my friendships. Like if you weren't around, I didn't really talk to you a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get better with that. But it's it's hard because I've been like that like my whole entire life. I feel like, well, because I guess piggybacking off of like the whole Florida thing, that was my whole high school life. Like I had one best friend and she was my, my cousin. I mean, we're not blood cousins, unfortunately, but we grew up as cousins and that was my best friend all throughout high school. And then I was a floater in my friend groups. Like I have, like today, I still have different groups of friends. I think my challenge though is I've always been the center of like bringing people together, but I don't feel like Ah, I see what you mean. You don't feel like integral. Yeah, like I like I might be the person that ignited it, but I feel like I'm never the person that stays. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you know, like I'm I have my friends back at home, I have you guys here and like you got your I friends in Cali. Don't don't lead it now. No, I have friends in Cali. I have my friends no, in Cali. I'm just being, I'm just being I, jealous. And you know, like that's the thing that my parents close. always tell me. Like, we never have to worry about you making friends because you're always gonna find a tribe wherever you go. And I feel like cool, that's great. But I never feel like it's really hard. belonging. Yeah, I never feel like I belong anywhere. Like that's why. Like, I still feel like that floater. Like, I feel like I, like, you know, I get people together and then they kind of get together and then they find that connection with each other. But I never, like, like keep that connection with people, if that makes sense. And it sucks because it's like, okay, I see this person getting closer with this person, this person getting closer with that person. But it's like, I don't feel like, Oh good. Hey. Hey. I don't feel like I don't feel connected. <laughs> do you feel like that with us though? I feel like she does. Yes and no. I think you do, and I and I, I, mean, I can see it. I feel like I see it. And well, yeah, but I mean that. But again, it goes back to like how I was saying before. You know, like the whole FOMO thing. Like I'm missing out on things that are happening so I can't be a part of the conversation anymore. Like how, you know, I was telling, I think you earlier, I was like, damn, y'all don't, y'all call yeah. me every fucking day since I've been here. Where the fuck was this shit yeah. when I was out in Cali? You know, but I'm now so not, like now I'm here. Like I can actually see the situations that are going on. I get to be involved. But once I'm no longer here, it's like out of sight, out of mind. You know, not saying that y'all don't check up on me because you do, but it's like, it's the same thing with my, you know, like with the people that I grew up with. It's like, yes, we always have that center. Like we always come back to, we have history. We have, we've been through this, this, and this. And we always love each other. We're always gonna be here for each other. But it's like, now it's just kind of like surface. Like, mm-hmm. hey, how you doing? Like checking up on you, how are the kids? You know, semi love, blah, blah, blah. Not really like, let's talk on a deep level, unless I'm here in person. So like when I'm with y'all, I'm with y'all. Yeah. But when I'm not with y'all, I'm not with y'all. So it's like, I still kind of feel like that floater. And so I've kind of taken on that role and that's my challenge as a friend. I'm just like, I can get deep with you when I get deep with you, but I'm no, no longer, I guess, I don't know how to word it. When I'm no longer- Integral. Yeah, integral. Yeah. Then I'm, you know. I understand. I, I told her earlier, like she talked about how we, we don't, like the whole phone call thing. And I think about how me and you FaceTime every day, every day. And we could do that with her. But we, I think like, like you said, when, when you're away, it is harder to be intentional with your friends. So I, that's something that I'm learning too. I think that's probably, that's probably my challenge too. Like being, being there. Especially, like I said, I feel like I have so many moving pieces at once sometimes. When I have people like all around me, like in different places, different cities, different time zones. And now I got to be like, okay, this is still my best friend. This is somebody that I love dearly. I have to be intentional in checking in. 
Like I have to be intentional, tap in with you like a couple times a week. And it's, it's not second nature when you're not here sometimes. It's not second nature when I just can't see you or when I'm not used to having that constant connection. So I think that's probably one of my, my biggest challenges as well. I feel like with you, Ashley, it's a little bit different because like I'll get off of work and I'm like, oh, I want to call Ashley, but you're three hours behind. Yeah. So no, you're still at work. So like I think about you multiple times a week, but it's just like timing. You know what I'm saying? By the time I get home and I'm relaxed and stuff, I kind of yeah. forget about it. But when I'm in that moment and I want to call you, it's not you're at work. So yeah. like I feel like that's why it's such um, it's a lapse in time from when we do talk. It's just timing for me. Like you're actually one of the people that I do actually think about all the time and want to call. But you know, you have the kids and you you have a life of your own. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I don't want to like and then constantly intrude on that. Yeah, and then, and I understand that. And I'm not I'm not sitting here like oh I want to call. You know, like I don't. It's it, it's just. If that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. It is a challenge having to like come to reality and be like, you know, you have a family, you have kids, you're working, you're in a whole different state. And yes, I do have friends in California. Shout out to my people over there. Oh, um, yeah, we know. <laughs> just play it. Mm -hmm. I'm just play shit all the time. <laughs> you post them more than you ever posted any of us. No. Bitch, that's a goddamn lie. You know it. But <laughs> again, like, you know, it's it's kind of like taking on that role. Like, I, I understand that that's my place. Okay. And I kind of like learned to accept it where I'm just like, I'm I'm the central, I'm like the ignite, the igniter, the central focal point sometimes. But then, you know, I'm also the person who's orbiting around y'all. <laughs> it's a whole bunch of moving pieces. Yeah. It sucks, but I mean, that's my reality. But I know, like, going back to what Jay had asked, like, if I felt that way about you guys, and when I said yes and no, like, when I was here, there was a point when I had introduced you guys that, like, Taki said that y'all did get close. And it started out with y'all two. Like, when I introduced y'all two, y'all had gotten really close. And I knew it was because of the Air Force, and, like, you guys had more things that's to talk my about. for life. <laughs> and so like I was just like well damn like you know I'm not I wasn't as close like Austin and I were close when we were back at DLI but you know we got here he got here before me and then you know I came later on and we weren't as close as we used to be and then I introduced him to Jay and it was like like mm -hmm. automatic and I was like ah that sucks but at least I'm still part of it you know I'm still yeah. here I still get to be around them I'm still friends with them. I'm gonna be here no matter what. I'm not gonna throw that like in their face, you know. Well, let me just say this: you okay. should name this episode the challenge. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I think because um, we can end up there in time. I'm gonna say for the closer that I think all of us are just really a testament of how um, flexible you have to be with your friendships. Mm -hmm. Everything really ain't cut and dry. We're not kids no more. Mm -hmm. It's not you my best friend because we've known each other for years. It's you're my best friend because we went through all this shit or I can confide in you or I can rely on you or I have a deep connection with you in some way. But like we said last time, you have to foster your friendships and your relationships. And that also just means knowing when you're not being a good friend, knowing when you're being toxic, knowing when you're being overbearing, or if you are in a space to, to really be there. So that way people can make a decision on how they want to move with you. If they still want to be there with you. Um, but I will say also, I, this year, <laughs> I will say also this year um, I learned the importance of checking in again because I had a friend who was going through a lot and I didn't I didn't know how much it was so being there 
being a listen, listening ear when you can, if you have the capacity. If you don't have the capacity, just say that. If you feel like you have a lot to get off, I would encourage you to consider asking a person first if they have the capacity to take in what you're what you're about to lay down. And then, you know, just be a good fucking friend. Just be a good friend. I appreciate having great friends. There's some of you who have terrible friends, mm-hmm. horrible friends who are not there for you, not genuine, not nice, low-key hate you, low-key want to be you, some old shit. Have some discernment. Choose your friends wisely. And then be nice to your friends and have like build friendships and relationships that are that have synergy and, and mutual like exchange. So yeah. Thank y'all so much for being on the pod, bro. You enjoyed me. I love you guys so much. I love you, love you too. Y'all are really the best of the best of the best <laughs> of the best. And I'll never replace you with some niggas that I met in California. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Damn, how do you think my friends felt from back in California when we were in Monterey? It don't matter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're your friends now. Put it in the notes. Put it in the caption. I'm the motherfucking boss in this bitch. Bye.